0: I will talk to freshmen who will tell me not just what degree they're going to get, but the companies that they are going to intern for after their junior year and work for. Like, it's stunning to me because I didn't have that kind of direction as a 17-year-old.
1: Welcome to Forward with NACI, inspiring entrepreneurial action, a podcast that shares the stories of everyday entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial leaders, and the communities that support us. We hope that this diverse collection of stories brings you inspiration, inspires you to take action, and ignites entrepreneurship in your community as we make our way forward together.
2: Welcome to this episode of Forward with NACI. I'm Rebecca Corbin, President and CEO of NACI, and I'm very excited. I have a very special guest uh, in our studio today, someone that I met at a rural higher education conference in Raleigh, North Carolina. And it was just such a fun engagement, which has led, as we say at NACI, one thing leads to another. I'm going to begin this episode in a slightly different way today. I'm going to begin with a poem. Uh, this is a poem that was written um, by our guest, Chris, that you'll meet today. And it begins. Lathering up your hair, the idea hits you. Fingers in suds awash down your face. And you're picturing it. It would work. A great plan appears ready behind your eyes. Closed to the soap suds. This moment, a eureka of entrepreneurship dawning within you. Quick. Rinse off and write it all down, even before you grab the towel. That's signed by the Poetry Fox. So welcome to our program, Chris. So I would love for you to introduce yourself, give us a little bit about your background, and then we're going to dive in uh, to the story of how a fox costume led you on an entrepreneurial path.
0: Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate it. Thank you for you. You read that poem very well. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank
2: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I am Chris Vidiello. I live in Durham, North Carolina, and I am the Poetry Fox. It's been an interesting journey um, to uh, to sort of from a young person just interested in poetry. I pursued a graduate degree. I have an MFA in, in poetry. I published several books Sort of a conventional poet in that way, uh, although I didn't go into academia with it. Um, And then uh, the Poetry Fox happened. It is a practice where I write poems on demand at events for people uh, on a manual typewriter right on the spot. Uh, For instance, Rebecca gave me the word entrepreneur or entrepreneurship i can't remember which word it was i think it was entrepreneurship and i immediately wrote that poem for her uh and read it to her at, at, at an event where i was writing many poems i've i've been the poetry fox for about 12 years and i'm not just on a manual typewriter i'm also wearing a giant fox costume here is the head of said costume i spent a lot of time in this uh in front of a typewriter writing poems for people and um I just I'm nearing the forty six thousand poem mark at this point of this project. So wow.
2: Been... wow. So tell us the story. you shared this with me when I met you several months ago. How did you come upon this Fox costume? How did that land in your life?
0: Yeah, you know um i've been I've been thinking about entrepreneur stories. I know so many. Uh, entrepreneurs kind of like me, and they have a very linear path, many of them. Mine is the opposite of that. I, uh, a relative of mine was organizing some big festival event. Some vendor who had this Fox mascot outfit left it behind by accident in the parking lot. So she called them and called them. They never picked it up. She put it in the attic for a couple of years and forgot about it. She was cleaning out the, uh, the office to move everything and was gonna chuck it in a dumpster but decided Chris likes weird things. I'll give it to him. So it was a joke gift many, many years ago. And I had it for a while and didn't really do anything with it, but I was part of an art collective in Durham and we had a big space and we would do these sort of happenings on Saturday nights where there were a bunch of different things going on. And at the same time. So I thought I'll put on the Fox suit and write poems on a typewriter. That'll be fun. Uh, And then people just started asking me to do it. Um, It was very enjoyable to do it. Uh, it's a lot of fun as a poet to get the challenge of writing a poem on demand and launching yourself into it and seeing what you come up with, and it just sort of gathered momentum from there. And the project has changed over the years. the The sort of center of it and why I why I do it has changed over the years. But uh, but I feel almost like I kind of follow the fox idea rather than than lead it somewhere. I kind of. I kind of follow follow the, the that giant fox head. Where-
2: kind of a little bit of, of an inspiration. So for our listeners, uh, many of whom are, are NACI members, we're excited. We have uh, reached almost 1,000 American cities in 62 countries around the world. So we have a very diverse kind of uh, group of folks that listen to some of our stories and What NACI does every year is holds an annual conference. So our our traditional members, who many of whom are people that work at colleges, are coming to Nashville. So what we were trying to do is really sort of bust through the idea that entrepreneurship can only reside in the business school or engineering school. And we're really leaning into this art entrepreneurship. So earlier uh, today, our our episode last week um, was country music uh, recording artist Michael Peterson, who's kind of built um, a second. A leg of his career off of what he's learned uh, through the entrepreneurial process. So. I'm excited that you'll be there. One of the things that I was delighted to learn, because you keep delighting me when I ever talk to you, is that you've come up with a sort of a new way of kind of entertaining and educating. Uh, You sort of outfitted, as I understand, um, an armoire or some kind of piece of furniture. So, uh, And you're going to put that in your pickup truck and drive it from North Carolina to Tennessee as if I Understand our agreement correctly. So, share with everybody what that is. How did you outfit it, and and what kind of a performance uh, does that is that can can we expect in Nashville?
0: Yeah, that, that that's a project called the Writing Cabinet, and it can be it can appear in lots of different forms. Um, but basically, it is a large antique armoire. Uh, it just looks like a really nice piece of furniture. There's a sign at the top that says cabinet of memories or cabinet of worries or cabinet of hearts or it can be it can be a bunch of different cabinets and you walk up to the cabinet there's a little shelf with some cards there's a prompt that tells you to write a worry or write a memory or write a hope on the card you do so you put the card through a slot and then the cabinet does its inner workings uh, which is me with a typewriter <laughs> inside the cabinet unseen and then the card comes back out to you uh with a poetic response to what you wrote on the back of it and it's yours to keep so it's uh it's a really you know it's sort of it's sort of like a fortune teller cabinet in a way it's sort of like a confessional in a way um and uh and i absolutely love performing in it it's it's much faster than the poetry fox it's anonymous i just get to work in seclusion and in secret inside this.
2: Oh my influence. goodness, so do you yeah. sure? When, when I interacted with you, that poem I read at the beginning of our episode, um, you typed on a manual typewriter, which yeah. to me, um, I, I don't know, but when I was growing up, my my dad was a sociologist and used to write a lot of things. And I remember him tapping away on that typewriter. And I remember him saying it was hard for him as he, you know, transitioned. We all obviously started using electric typewriters and then computers do you get some kind of a tactile response when your your fingers are kind of doing the, are you thinking and typing at the same time? Or tell us what that experience is uh, like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, you know, I, I think most people know that they, they kind of write differently when they're on a computer as opposed to when they're, uh, you know, have a pen or pencil in hand and they're yes. hands, like the different mode of writing does change the kind of writing that you do. And then there are certain machines that like, you do email on your on your laptop you don't do email with a pen in hand you're you're writing different kinds of content there so the typewriter definitely plays a role there and it's it's really it's noisy it has a great sound to it it is very tactile it's a different wrist motion I'm sort of doing this it's like you're you're moving wrists to type whereas if you're typing on a laptop you're sort of just doing this
2: moving your fingers
0: um, so you're really physically engaged with the typewriter too you know
2: That's yeah. really cool now where did you get your typewriter or do you just have one or you have multiple I have
0: multiple typewriters Uh, actually typewriters find, you know, your word gets out that you're a typewriter person and typewriters find everybody gives
2: you a typewriter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Somebody (laughs) just texted me this morning and said, I have a a pink Smith Corona from the forties. Do you want it? Um, But you know, I, the the typewriter that I currently use the most was honestly just a thrift store. find. You can spend a lot of money on a refurbished typewriter. This was just a machine at a thrift store uh, that I got for like 20 bucks. Uh, it seemed to work well. i got it, brought it home, cleaned it. And I spend hours on end, nonstop typing poems for people on this machine. Now,
2: do you have it right in front of you on your desk there? Or? I have it, it
0: looks to me. Yeah. here. Me well, what it. I
2: was going to suggest, we didn't plan this. So you can feel free real to real say you don't want to do it. Oh, I see that one. Okay. Um, uh, if I gave you a word, we could pretend like you're in your cabinet. Um,
1: yeah.
2: perhaps you could write me Something that inspires you. Maybe it doesn't have to be as long, although you cranked out this one on entrepreneurship pretty fast. <laughs> um, but if you're game for that, the, the words, I guess it's it's two word I'd love to give you because this is something that's near and dear to, to my heart. It's near and dear to the mission of NACI and that is community college. When, when you think about that, I'd love for, and, you know, in a way, if we think about your cabinet, it's, it's aspirational because it's open door, everybody's welcome, but there's some worry to it because, you know, enrollments, you know, we're having trouble getting young people to come into community college because there's a lot of jobs that are available. So people are opting to stay home or, or to go into the workforce. So um, what do you think? If, if you imagine, you have a couple ideas?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll write a short one. We'll write okay. a short one. Okay, I think I have a poem for you.
2: That was really quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you get an idea and you just, uh, you, 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 just you head straight at it. <laughs> Should I read it at you? Uh, would you, please? Okay, a community college poem. Sometimes you just finish your senior year buy a mini fridge, and go there. College isn't as much of a choice as it is an obligation after that summertime. But for others of us, it's a decision we make after much thought in order to do something new that we're compelled to do, to find the community in the community college by choice, not chance. I love it.
2: And it really speaks to our audience, right? Because the average age of a community college student nationwide is 27 or 28 years old. And so sometimes those are folks who either didn't have the opportunity or life got in the way and they didn't engage. So thank you for that. That was a fun, fun little experiment for us. And Uh,
0: you're welcome.
2: You'll be meeting a lot of community college leaders uh, who really embrace the entrepreneurial path, which is something that a lot of people don't really think about. They think about education in terms of, you know, get a skill, go to work. While that's important, it's it's these other things. It's the way that you think. It's the way that you've built your own business in your life. And that's what we want to have every student exposed to.
0: No, I, I interact with a lot of traditional college students and a lot of community college students, uh, not just as the Poetry Fox, but, but I write. I do write at events at all sorts of different colleges. And um, I find that like the students at NC State University, for instance, I spend a lot of time on, on campus there. Students, undergraduates are very directed. I will talk to freshmen who will tell me not just what degree they're going to get, but the companies that they are going to intern for after their junior year and work for. Like they are thinking career and retirement in an industry. As, you know, 17-year-olds, it's stunning. Um, It's stunning to me because I didn't have that kind of direction as a 17-year-old. Some of us just don't. Some of us need to kind of get into the middle of it. You need to get into your 20s and do some things that don't exactly fit for you and find your way. And it seems like so many of the students that I interact with at community colleges, particularly at Durham Technical Community College here in Durham, they are in their mid 20s or their late 20s and they're coming back to school because they they want to do something, but they're missing like a pie piece of it. I really need to know how to do this. I need to get this skill yeah. that I that, that I need to add to myself in order to do the thing that I really want to do. And it's exciting to see this sort of idea that they have inside of them. That they want to to bring out into the world, but they need they need a little bit more education in order to launch that with from within themselves. So I'm they're always very
2: conscious about. consumers, right? Um, I met this man <laughs> years ago; I'll never forget this. He actually was um, from from Europe. He had a, a law degree uh, from a college over in the UK, um, but he came all the way to um, a um, what's the equivalent of a community college in Canada because he wanted to learn a specific area of entrepreneurship because his desire was to be an attorney, but to specialize in um, collecting um, pieces of planets that were up there when uh, at someday in the future, they might come up uh, for real estate and people could purchase them. And I was like, that's really interesting. Like he's not your typical community college student that that is going to come to the college, but I guess all of that is to say there's some wonderful stories. Um, if people want to find out more about Nasty and attend the conference and meet you, they can go to NACCE.com and click on our events page. Or if they listen to the Poetry Fox and they may want to connect with you to find out how you might join one of their events or how they might learn from you, how do they find you, Chris?
0: I'm easy to find, PoetryFox.com. There's only one of me out there. Um and I'm um, easy to track on Instagram as well at, at the Poetry Fox, all one word. Um, so it's it's easy to to see the hijinks that I'm up to. You can see all this sort of variety of events that I get to perform at and uh, some of the poems that I write for people. It's uh, it's pretty cool to to get to bounce around and and write for very different communities of people every other day or sometimes in the same day. It's uh it's I didn't realize that was what life was going to be like with this weird
1: practice.
2: It's it's a beautiful life, and thank you for sharing your story. I hope you have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you will continue to explore the many ways to define entrepreneurship with NACI as we celebrate opportunity, failing forward, and success, learning from one another along the way. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and follow at NACI on social media and learn more about us at NACI.com forward slash podcast. Stay tuned for a new episode each week. We look forward to making our way forward together with you. Have you heard the exciting news? NACI recently released a new publication titled The NACI Playbook, Volume 1, all about how entrepreneurial mindset sets the new standard for success in communities and colleges. The NACI Playbook digs into entrepreneurial mindset and how practicing leadership with this framework creates an agile culture with space to innovate, co-create, fail forward, and accelerate growth. Entrepreneurship and Entrepreneurial Leadership dot dot com